pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network and around the Internet globe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, are you ready for a very different conversation? Because that is and always is my target, is to bring you a different way to look at things, bring you different information, um, and see what's going to work for you and your animals. Um, and inspire you to find your own animal magic with your animals. Um, how does it get even better than that? Today's show, Beyond Vaccinations, with my guest, um, Doctor of Veterinary Medicine, Dr. Judy Jasek. Um, I'm so excited she's here, and I'm so excited we get to um, talk about this topic. Are you with us, Dr. Judy? I am here. I've, I I made it in. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, sometimes technology is so much fun, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it's great. Can't live without it. But then um, I have this thing about losing emails. I don't know. They, they, I swear they just disappear out of my inbox. But anyway, I made it. I made it. <laughs> they, they may be hiding from you, right? <laughs> right. Um, so yes, today beyond vaccinations, um, let's let me let me give everybody a little bit of your background. I just kind of took your um, bio off of your website, drjudyholisticvet.com, um, and you received your formal education. It's very formal, right, at the Colorado State <laughs> University, um, and you got your doctorate of veterinary medicine in 1988, and I. Uh, graduated, you, you went into a mixed animal practice, spent some time in Salt Lake City, and came back to Denver in 2001. And you purchased the Bellevue Animal Clinic in 2003, which is where we met so many years ago now. Um, I actually can't, can't believe it. Um, and yeah. you transitioned from a, a conventional practice to one with a strong holistic foundation. And you sold this practice in 2015, which was already so many years ago, too, um, and to pursue a different direction in your professional path. Um, yeah, I was, I was working out of that practice for a good six years. It's been sold for four, so we've known each other a long time at this point. And we missed Dr. Judy here in the Denver metro area when she took her little, her little hiatus, her little sabbatical. Um, took some time to take care of herself um, after selling that practice because my standards of holistic vet care uh, are much more in line with Dr. Judy's, and there's not really anyone here in Denver that is really working that hard to bring different things to people, to give people different choices with the care for their animals. Um, so we're 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 thrilled that she is back in practice, although a very different practice this time around, um, doing. I'm going to ozone, um, counseling people with pets that have cancer. Um, the diet, nutrition is a huge part of that. 
Um, so I do encourage you to go to drjudyholisticvet.com, check out what she is offering, um, and get a hold of her if any of that sparks your interest. But today, we're going to talk about vaccinations, which are near and dear to my heart. Um, I went on a little bit of a journey and learned a lot about them and what I now choose with them or don't choose with them from, of course, I mentioned Jack's on this show a lot. He was my standard poodle and he developed um, IMHA, immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, from a properly administered vaccination schedule. I since then looked into <laughs> a properly administrated, administered vaccination schedule. Um, so we're going to talk about Colorado. We're going to talk about this state um, and how it works here. But people can find this information in their own state. Where do they generally go for that, Dr. Judy? Well, you need to um, look at your um, state regulatory agency. And really, the only vaccine that has regulations um, around it is rabies. There's there's no other formal regulations um, for for the other vaccines. So, you know, if you go to a boarding facility or you go to a daycare, you um, groomers will sometimes have their own specific requirements for the other vaccines. So you have to, you know, ask where, you know, wherever you're going to be taking your pet what the requirements are. But as far as, like, widespread, um, you know, quote-unquote legal requirements, Rabies is the only one, and so you want to check with your, you know, your local ordinances and what's and what's required in your area. It's it's also important too to get in tune with what's the actual disease risk. You know, like you said, Dr. Andy, we're going to talk about Colorado, so my recommendations are based on what happens here in Colorado. Now, if you're where you live is in the middle of a parvo outbreak, then you might want to be you know, a little more diligent and a little more careful about your choices about uh, what you do for vaccines, especially in puppies, until they build up some immunity. Right. I'm so glad you went into puppies. Um, what is the general usual, what is being recommended for puppies? It's, I don't even know offhand. It starts at eight weeks and every four and there's three sets. Is that about right? What is... What is regular yeah, that's, usual? That's pretty standard. And, I mean, unfortunately, like, some breeders will start even earlier. Like, I've seen puppies, you know, vaccinated as early as five and six weeks, which is is a really, really bad idea. First of all, the vaccines are not effective at that age, most times because there's antibodies from the mother dog still in the puppy's bloodstream, which can deactivate the vaccines. And those antibodies are there to protect the puppy. They don't really need the vaccines. And then you're, you have a very young developing immune system and these vaccines can be very, very disruptive and can cause other inflammatory conditions and ultimately things like you experienced um, autoimmune disease. So the other thing that's done commonly in puppies is they're given these huge combination shots. So they'll be given a shot, for example, that has parvo, distemper, coronavirus, uh, leptospirosis, which has a really high reaction rate, parainfluenza. They're given, you know, five or six components at a time, and it just 
it just wallops these young um, immune systems. And then, yeah, they're given every three to four weeks, usually at least three times, sometimes four times. And then the other thing that I hear um, happening uh, on the more conventional side is if, say, a puppy goes, instead of getting that three-week booster, um, the people can't make it in, and so they go six weeks. And then they're told they have to start all over again. So I've seen puppies oh. get like seven or eight oh. of these booster, booster shots because they're, oh, well, you missed that one, so now you got to start over and do another four. Uh, I've not heard that. So that's a lot. That's a lot in these little guys. Um, and mm-hmm. so I do want to get to titers, but first, can you tell us, because we were talking at, um, last time we were together about how you're working with this German Shepherd breeder and those puppies. So how, what is another, um, option or another way to do this that might work for people and their pets? Okay, so I, you know, I, I want to make sure that puppies are protected, but not, over vaccinated. So I do some things differently. First of all, I like to wait until they're a little bit older, nine or 10 weeks. So their immune systems are a little bit mature and we've gone beyond the time where those maternal antibodies are going to be there. Now that's, we don't know that for sure exactly when those antibodies go away. But if we wait till the nine or 10 week um, age, then there's more of a chance that those antibodies are at least on the decline in the bloodstream. And then I do monovalent vaccines. So this means I just give one component at a time. And here in Colorado for puppies, I recommend just parvo and distemper because I think those are the biggest disease risks here. And I start with parvo because that's probably the most common. And that's it's important because the parvovirus can live in the soil. So if the puppy, you know, you want to take puppies out and get them socialized. If you go to a park or someplace where other dogs have been, potentially sick dogs have been, uh, the puppies could be exposed. That virus could be living in the ground. So I start with parvo. I like to wait seven to ten days do the distemper. So we're only giving one component at a time so we don't overwhelm the immune system. And then after that distemper shot, I like to wait about a month and then I check a titer. And I see the majority of puppies, probably about 85% of puppies will build a good immunity to those vaccines with just one round, so no booster shots. And then I'll check that titer again um, usually about five or six months later, I just want to make sure that those antibody levels are, are holding. So immunologically, once, once the pet responds, once they respond to the vaccine, that immunity doesn't go away because there's cellular memory. So even as cells divide and, and those original cells die off, the new cells that are created are going to have that same um, that same memory. They're, if they were challenged by that virus, they're still going to produce the appropriate antibodies. And I've seen many puppies, um, you know, maintain these titers, even following them out uh, several years. So then we'll check the titers maybe once a year and uh, going on into their adult lives, and they maintain those antibody levels. I, that's awesome, and that's pretty close with what I did with my puppies, not on an exact timeline because they came from two different breeders with different things that they did, 
but I checked the titers. And how many pet owners actually know what titers are? Like, I am shocked by how many clients come in that I'm like, well, just check their titers, and they're like, what do you mean? So this is also not being told by their conventional vets that, well, we could check to see if they need a vaccine. Rather, they just give the vaccine. Right. Right. Because it's it's easier. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, right, it's just easier. So so many people just go in every year for their shot and never think a thing about it. Um, And it's it's amazing when they're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, they're going in for their shots. And I'm like, well, why don't – in my position, the way I present it is you need to have a conversation with your vet if they even really require this anymore. And they are also shocked that rabies is the only thing that's really regulated, that the other stuff is truly just optional. And mm-hmm. what would it take for people to be highly educated about what they want to do with their animals? Which is right. I think, I, think people, I think people need to learn to be like, to be more advocates for their pets. Like you said, you know, go in and ask, is this really necessary? You know, let's not be sheeples here. And just because, <laughs> oh, this is what we've always done, you know, uh, this is what we've always done, well, let's keep doing it. And the vet said this is the thing to do, so let's just do it. Uh, ask some questions. Is, is this necessary? And, you know, there actually is an ordinance. Um, I know for sure in Colorado, and I don't know for sure in other states, but there's an, an ordinance around informed consent that pet parents should be informed of all um, potential side effects, pros and cons that before giving or before something is administered uh, to their pets. And that oftentimes doesn't happen. They go in and they're just like, oh, your pet's due for vaccines. Or they can't get something done like a spay or a neuter. They can't get a surgery done. Because the clinic requires it. And again, as we said, there's, there's no, there's no requirements. That's just the clinic's choice to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's a monetary advantage for them in, in doing that because there's really no medical yeah. reason to, to require that. Yeah. Let, I'm going to stop you there. I, I do, I'm so glad you brought up the spay neuter um, component to all of this. Let's take a really quick break. We'll come back. I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, more. Um, I want to, and I've got a couple more questions here for Dr. Judy Jasek here on Dr. Andy's World. We will be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, and forward. Of course, you are listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio. Here with myself, Dr. Andy, and my fabulous, wonderful guest, Dr. Judy Jasek. Um, and we're talking a, beyond vaccinations, a little bit of different information, more information, maybe something that will spark in you to ask your veterinarians more questions. And I think that when Dr. Judy and I get together, that's kind of our... The, the, the nucleus of our conversations is what's it going to take for people to be advocates for their own animals? What is it going to take for them to ask some questions, to educate themselves? Um, get on Google, <laughs> which I know some, some professionals are like, oh, God, don't get on Google. But at least get some information so you have some more questions to ask. Um, what the hell? Uh, so and, and never take my word for it. Get find some more information, get educated. Um, so we are talking vaccinations. Um, and what Dr. Judy mentioned in the last segment, is really the only one that is state regulated is rabies. All those other things in your shots that you go in for may or may not be required for your animal. And really, what is it going to take for you to know what you want to do with your animal um, every time you go into the vet? And so we talked about titers, which I'm still shocked how many people are not even aware of titers. Um, and explain to everybody what they are and what they're kind of good for, um, meaning it doesn't really you, – you take it from there, Judy. I think you know where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so a titer is actually measuring the antibody levels against these diseases that we want to protect our pets um, against. So you've got your, excuse me, parvo and distemper and adenovirus are the three, like, common antibody titers that we will measure. There's actually a three-way test that we do. And so when you, when you give a vaccine, the whole purpose of giving a vaccination is to stimulate the immune system to produce antibodies. So if the pet gets exposed to that particular virus, those antibodies are going to kick in and eliminate it so that the pet doesn't get sick. Um, and we can actually, the, the titer is a blood test that actually measures those antibody levels. So we know if your pet is, is protected. And, you know, you will hear things like if you do ask a veterinarian. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't know about titers because nobody talks to them about it. Most vets mm -hmm. won't even bring it up. And a lot of vets won't even do them or they'll say, they're invalid. You know, you can't, you know, that, that the results don't, 
you know, don't mean anything. And so they kind of poo-poo the whole thing. The other thing that happens is they charge an exorbitant amount Hard. of money. Which so much money. I think yeah. because they, I think because they don't, they don't, they don't want to do them. They don't want to mess with them. Vaccines are easier and have a higher profit margin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, they, yes. And then if you get your titers done, they may not be accepted by the city or the boarding facility or other places, um, that you do take your animals. So you just need to be aware of. And then I've been hearing more and more boarding facilities. If you ask, they're taking the titers instead of having the animals vaccinated. So we've got yeah, some change going I've on actually, around here. Yeah, I've actually talked to a number of, of owners of facilities. You know, I'll have clients come in and do the titer, and then they'll take the titer results in, and the, you know, mm -hmm. facility owner won't know what that means. And, I, you know, I take a few minutes on the phone just to educate them, and they're like, oh, okay, I understand. That's the they're usually pretty good about it. The one thing that's probably going to yeah. always be required is, rabies and um, mm -hmm. you can do a titer you can do a titer for rabies but it's not a legal substitution for the vaccine so you know usually no. when it comes to rabies you're going to have to get that done but if if that's the only vaccine you're giving and it only needs to be given every three years in an adult animal and you're not giving anything else then you're still very minimally vaccinating the pet yep and it is only th every three years. How many veterinarians are still doing it yearly? Right, right. It only needs yeah. to be done every three. And also in Colorado, uh, Colorado allows a medical exemption for rabies. So any sick mm -hmm. pet, and in my opinion, anything. If a pet has an ear infection, um, I won't mm -hmm. vaccinate them. Any inflammation in the body means you should not be vaccinating because you're, you already have some part of the body that's inflamed. You need to figure out why is that going on and get to the bottom of it because you put a vaccine on top of that and you're going to make that inflammation worse and further disrupt the immune system. And and in more serious things, like, you know, I see a lot of cancer patients. I see them get vaccinated all the time by their conventional vets. And to me, it should just be common mm -hmm. sense that don't be pumping vaccines into a patient with a serious chronic disease or like, you know, you experienced, Andy, with Jack's and the autoimmune disease. I see pets like that that they're recommending vaccines, like the vaccines are, com mm -hmm. are completely benign. And I think that's the, the most important message is the vaccines are not benign. They're treated like they are, but, you know, you have to really look at what are the side effects? Are they necessary for my? I have little. I have little chihuahuas. You know, they go for a twenty-minute walk on leash, once a day, maybe. It you know, when it snows like today, they don't go anywhere. But they're not out running around exposed to anything. So, what is their disease risk? You know, as opposed to a Labrador Retriever that you know um, hunts the hunting dog, and they're going to different states, so you need to be aware. What what are the disease risks, risks when you're taking your pet? They're in the water. They're exposed to wildlife more. You know, that's a whole different scenario, and, and you, you have to look at the pet's, um, the pet's exposure and not just do this one-size-fits-all approach. Yes. What will it take? Because I have four different ones here, and they're all treated very differently, right? Like my little six pounder doesn't get nearly as okay. Now I have this big 
Lou Doberman that, okay, you know, what it, you know, what do we need? You know, he's not as healthy as quote unquote healthy as the, my little brown poodle, but you know, and so I look at each animal in my pack as to what they require. And, and then what I do with my animals, you know, do we go to dog parks? Well, they're not going to be boarded. So I'm going to have to come up with a different um, plan for that because I choose to do something differently and not as traditional with vaccines. So, yeah, what if we can even look at which animal? Because what if you have that hunting lab, but you also do have the chihuahua? Does the chihuahua need everything the Labrador does? And how, you know, what if it's different every single time? Um, and that those little chihuahuas get the same amount as the Great Danes, correct, Dr. Judy? Yeah, yeah. When vaccines are given, yeah. typically it's the, you know, the the whole the whole dose. And you know, I'd like to add too. You know, we got we have this paradigm in veterinary medicine that the that the way we prevent disease is by vaccinating. And what I believe yes. and what I practice is there's so many ways we can support the healing ability of the body and the protective mechanisms of the body through good nutrition, eliminating toxins, keeping your pet healthy. If if you're, you know, feeding good quality nutrition, your pet's immune system is going to be super strong. And they'll stand a good chance that even if they do get exposed, um, they're going to be able to handle these diseases because that's what their immune system is there for. And what's what's happened is that the pet food industry has put out diets that are so void in nutrition, their pets are really susceptible to disease. So then, well, let's vaccinate the heck out of them, you know, because they're they're not capable of fighting off any of these diseases. And, you know, I have really felt for a long time that if we could just get get them the proper nutrition, get them the, the nutrition they need, probably the need for vaccines um, would go way down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I have similar conversations with my clients, um, and then I always have to refer them back to their veterinarian for further whatever they need. But I'm like, your animal actually has an immune system. They are actually capable of fighting off of disease. That is what bodies are designed to do. Um, but we have we have been indoctrinated into only vaccines can handle that. And what if that's just not true? Um, and then, yes nutrition and all of this, you know, what does it take to get or keep or be in a healthy immune system? Um, and that's a, that's a conversation we have daily and it's, it's a big conversation and it's pretty much opposite of what they're hearing in most conventional vet offices. Um, and what's it going to take mm -hmm. to change all that? Uh, yet, since we have a couple minutes, um, there is, here in Colorado, there is supposedly this deadly squirrel pee out there. Um, <laughs> um, and this actually kind of goes along with if you have a healthy immune system, you know, you can sniff deadly squirrel pee. But one of the newer vaccines on the market, how many? Five years-ish, I guess. Um, the Lepto, which... Um, I I have a great article that I send out to my clients so they can read up on it. What is your point of view on the lepto vaccine? Namely, well, I quit giving it. I quit giving it many years ago because, first of all, I see a huge reaction rate. You know, because I because I ask, and one of the things that I do differently 
um, as compared to other more conventional veterinarians is when I see a pet with chronic disease, and most of my patients are chronically ill. They have cancer or they have something else, and they're com people are coming to me to look for alternatives. So I always look at vaccine history, and I look at the onset of symptoms or whatever is going on with the pet, and is it timed even within three months of a vaccine. So, you, so reactions to vaccines don't necessarily happen right away. Yes, you can get the acute, they break out in hives or they're very lethargic and run a fever within 24 to 48 hours, but some of the more chronic symptoms don't actually show up until um, later on, one to three months sometimes. Well, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen more reactions at lepto vaccine than anything else, and serious, like, you know, autoimmune disease, yeah. um, cancer diagnoses, you know, severe um, gut issues and skin issues and, and things like that. And, and it's interesting because, and this is where I really encourage people to trust your gut and advocate for your pet because I have so many people come in and say, I knew I shouldn't have done it. I, my gut was telling me not to mm -hmm. give that vaccine, but the vet was telling me that's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And so listen to your gut because you – Parents know your pets better than anybody. You're more tuned into their energy than anybody else. And when you feel strongly that something is right or not right for your pet, I would go with that. I go with that when I am designing treatment protocols for for mm -hmm. pets. If I if a parent says, you know, I just I feel really strongly one way or another about this for my pet, you know, I'll 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 roll with that. Um, but anyway, back to the back mm -hmm. to the lepto. Um, the other thing about the lepto vaccine is it's there's no proven efficacy. So there's many, many mm -hmm. versions of the lepto organism. And the average vaccine only has a, a few of them. So you really don't even know if that vaccine is effective. And so you have a vaccine with questionable efficacy and a high reaction rate. I, I quit giving it many, many years ago. And and again, we I talk to people about good nutrition. You keep your pet healthy and, and the thing about the squirrel pee and this is just this is like big pharma propaganda because it is mm -hmm. it's true that lepto does affect the kidneys and is spread in the urine but do you really think that you know your dog is going to get enough squirrel pee in your backyard to get lepto even if the squirrels were shedding it like, i doubt it that's 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 really a stretch. That's right up there with you know we need year-round heartworm and pets in Colorado. Uh, you know that's all industry uh -huh. industry propaganda. Yes, and that yeah. and it, that and is yep. literally what clients have come back to say that their vet had told them about the squirrel pee. So that's why I bring yep. it up. It wasn't like I was making that up. <laughs> I can't make that up. Yep. I'm I, like okay. I heard that too. And you know here's the other thing for people to to keep in mind. You know, and I and I believe. It's not my intent to beat up on veterinarians. I think veterinarians, all in all, are very well intended, but they buy into the industry propaganda. So every single vaccine recommendation out there, it's not coming directly from the veterinarian. It's coming from the Correct. vaccine manufacturer. They're the ones doing the yeah. studies. So, like, there's no conflict of interest there, right? Um, because they're in the business of selling vaccines. So are they going to tell you, oh, just vaccinate once and you don't need to vaccinate anymore for the, you know, life of your pet? No, they make a right. bunch of money selling those vac vaccines, um, as do the veterinarians. And so 
the, right. the veterinarians are just are buying into the the industry propaganda. Even the even the rabies regulations. Um, if you really dig into it, even here in in Colorado, and I don't know what it says in other states, but if you really dig into what exactly is written, it's actually the way it's written just says follow the manufacturer recommendations. Like the state doesn't have its own regulations that nobody's researched this and determined what's really necessary. They just say right. rabies is important and the and the reason rabies has more emphasis is because people can get rabies. I mean that's it. It's, it's right. what we call a zoonotic disease, yeah. which means that um it can it can spread to people. So that's why there's more regulations. But the regulations are still just based on the manufacturer recommendations because they're the ones that have the money to do the studies. You know, the studies are expensive and so they do these studies and, you know, they did drop a lot of recommendations from one year to three year because there was a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, when I started practicing, you know, it was, you gave everything every year to our poor pets. And now at least most of them are, you know, only recommended um, every three years and even that, um, you know, really is not necessary. Oh, and I'd like to mention Bordetella too, because that's another yeah. um, really common one. So Bordetella is the kennel cough. Uh, there's no titer mm -hmm. available for it. Um, I think personally it's worthless as a vaccine because every coughing dog <laughs> like I've ever seen pretty much has had the vaccine. So it's not right. protective. It's not, it's not protective. Uh, it's just, re it's just required. So if you have to give it, mm -hmm. give the oral form, they literally put it in the mouth, not in the nose, they put it in the mouth. Um, okay. it's probably destroyed by the enzymes in the digestive tract. Um, so it doesn't really do much, <laughs> but it can get you past that. But it can get you past that reg regulation, you know, so you can say my pets right. have the Bordetella with, with minimal side effects. Sometimes if you're going to go into a boarding facility or, you yeah. know, daycare, something like that, they'll, they'll just, they'll just require it. They'll just require it. Well, yeah, you might as well ask, but I don't know of anyone that's gotten out of that one yet. So what's it going to take? Right? Yeah. It's hard. Um, yeah. There's no tighter. There's no tighter available, but you know what? I think it's worth asking because these, these yeah. businesses, you know, they want they want to keep coming back. And if there's a demand and there's a reason for them to look at it, I mean, if you don't ask questions and push people a little bit, they're not going to even entertain the idea of thinking a different way. So ask well, the questions I, and maybe if yeah. you get enough people out, okay, right. maybe we can look at this. Well, and I've even had like on the side conversations with owners and they're like, uh, we do it, but we constantly have Bordetella here anyway, because it's kind of like, in, you know, vaccine for the common cold. And when you stick a bunch of dogs together, um, you know, and, the, and they still have their requirements. So, yeah, let's ask some questions. Start questioning even more. Yeah. And the other thing is that, I mean, it's, it's I know, I understand that, you know, the point of view of somebody that mm -hmm. runs a boarding counter or a daycare like the last thing in the world they want is some infectious disease going through their place because right. then they're, you know, obligated to, you know, take care of their clients and, and, mm -hmm. and all of that. But, but the other thing is this is like sending your kid to daycare. I mean, like if, if your kid goes to daycare and gets a cold, well, 
My kid went to daycare and got yeah. a cold. But it's like if a dog gets sick, it's like this big, oh, my God, my dog's going to die because it's coughing. And, you know, this is like you or I getting a cough or cold. This is not anything right. life-threatening yeah. unless it's a severely – it's just like the flu in yeah. people. Unless you have a severely compromised immune system – the dogs are gonna are gonna get over it, you know. It's like it's okay for them to get sick, and then the immune system handles it, and then they actually have a stronger immune system that way by getting exposed to some of these diseases because the immune system's able to do what it's meant to do, rather than disrupt disrupting it by over vaccinating. Right. Yep. So funny. We have one question here in the chat room, and then we're just going to have to invite Dr. Judy back for another day. Um, our question is, so are there some things we can do for our pets to offset the potential effects of vaccines, um, like homeopathics? Um, I know of homeopathics, and, and Dr. Judy would be probably happy to tell you about them. And what other, mm -hmm. have you come across any anything else? Well, I think the most the most important thing, again, is having your pet as healthy as possible. So we're not vaccinating sick pets, mm -hmm. and the pets are on good nutrition. I mean, I can't emphasize enough, like, if you do nothing else for your pet, put them on a good diet, and that's absolutely the best thing you can do. And then their bodies are going to be able to to handle these injections and handle these disruptions. Um, there are... There are some homeopathic remedies that I think can help. The thing with homeopathy is it's based on constitution. So mm -hmm. even though there's some, like Suya is one um, that's been uh, known to, to help um, counter some of the side effects of vaccines, Lysin is one that specifically can help with rabies. But they still need to be constitutionally appropriate for that individual. So I don't think they can hurt, you know, in most cases, giving um, a, a few doses of a homeopathic, unless it's a super strong potency and it's really inappropriate, um, is probably not going to hurt anything. But I just wouldn't say, well, I can get us and vaccinate my pet all I want and it's going to counter it. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think about it that way. I mean, I think you could give the homeopathics. I, I really think that if we're doing a minimal vaccine protocol, keeping the pets supported nutritionally, that we stand a, a good chance of the pets being able to, you know, to handle these vaccines and handle these, you know, disruptions in their immune system. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Um, will you come back another day? We have to talk about all your other animal magic that you do um, with, with I would love on a daily basis, um, especially um, impacting cancer in a very different way than our conventional um, veterinary medicine looks at it. So we would love to have you back. Again, it was Dr. Judy Jasek. Her website is drjudyholisticvet.com. Um, the title on that page is Pet Cancer Therapy, and there's a lot of information. There's a lot of testimonials. You can get a hold of Dr. Judy there um, if you have any questions about your pets um, personally. So thank you so much, so much invaluable information, and um, thank you for being you out in the world. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate um, the information or the, appreciate the opportunity to spread the spread the information and help people become a little more educated. 
Thank you, thank you. And we will be right back here on Dr. Andy's World. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back and forward to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, um, here on Inspired Choices Network every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or you can catch it all over the Internet world um, on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So um, invite your friends. Come check it out. Today we were talking, or we are talking, beyond vaccinations with my guest, Dr. Judy Jasek. Um, if you happen to catch us midstream, go back, check out the first two segments. Um, they are packed with um, information that you may not be getting from your um, veterinarian so that you can be armed with questions to empower you to know your animal. Um, and I think we could probably do this show every single season and keep broadcasting this information because that is kind of a passion of Dr. Judy's and mine um, to empower you, to give you information so you could ask some questions that allows you to, to take care of your animal the way you choose. Um, what is coming up in Dr. Andy's world? Of, I mean, I've been talking about it for weeks and talking about, about it for weeks, and if you haven't registered, what are you waiting for? Um, our February uh, Zoom call webinar, whatever you want to call it, our Zoom call, 
Does My Animal Really Love Me is February 11th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is free, but you do have to register to get the link to be live and to get the recording. So you just have to sign up. And if you're already getting our free membership, our Tuesday emails, um, it's in there. Um, sign up. <laughs> Join us. Come on. How much fun can we have? Um, forward those emails on to your friends and get them on, on the call, too. We would love to have them. Um, and then next month in March, the free uh, Zoom call is the only problem with my animal is my husband. Um, and we will not be bashing husbands, but we will be talking about um, congruency in the household, congruency in the pack, and what that could contribute to your animals. And then in May, we have our Mother's Day retreat treat. Um, it's five days um, of classes. Bars and the Foundation, which are the beginning classes of Access Consciousness. So if you enjoy these conversations, if you are starting to use some of these tools with your animals, with your kids in your life, and you would like more, check that out. Again, there will be links in the free membership emails that go out on Tuesday. Um, I think they go out Fridays too, but I know they go out Tuesdays. And those Tuesday emails have extra information. There may be some additional links that um, we share from Dr. Judy, um, all that jazz. So um, if you're listening and this is your first time and you're not a member, um, that's easy enough to rectify. Just head over to drandysworld.com and sign up. The little, the little pop-up thing, those annoying little pop-up things will come up and you can just sign in there. Um, has to get even easier than that. Um, and next week's show, <laughs> I kind of named this off the cuff, and now I'm like, oh, my, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Um, it's literally titled Why I Hate Valentine's Day, um, which for me, my opinion is a true statement, and we are going to have a chat about that. Um, and I'm, I wonder where it will take us. So tune in um, next week. It is actually on February 14th, so we're 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 congruent, I guess. I don't even know where that one, where I want to go with that. Um, all right, we're going to take another quick break um, here on Dr. Andy's World, and then we're going to come back with um, ask Dr. Andy and see what questions I've got from our listeners um, that would like to go out into the world today. We'll be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. 
What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network and all around the Internet world on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me today on today's show, um, Beyond Vaccinations, with my guest, Dr. Judy Jasek. Um, Her information and how you can get a hold of her is on our podcast page, along with some other links um, to get a hold of me if you have any further questions. that you or comments or something that you you would like to share with us we would love to hear from you okay ask dr andy we went a little long with um dr judy uh so we may only get to one question we'll see we'll see how many words are required here so thank you dr andy love this show you may have mentioned this before but i'm curious how often should a dog horse go to the chiropractor and i'm like this came in and I'm like, oh, I don't know how often I actually talk about that or not because there's no um, exact formula, which always, you know, people would like to just, would like me to just tell them what their animal is going to require. And a lot of them would like me to tell them that before I even see the animal, um, which is very difficult for me um, when it comes to chiropractic. So my general rule of thumb when I first see an animal, we do that initial visit, and then the follow-up is anywhere between 7 to 14 days, depending on age, how um, chronic the condition is, that means how long it's been there, how acute, which means is it a really recent injury, Um, do do we know exactly what the injury is, Um, did I say age, age, so how old, how stressful the appointment was for the animal. So those are kind of all the criteria that I use along with what I know and what I, um, what my communication, what my um, interaction is with that animal. Rule of thumb, seven to 14 days after. I personally love the second visit. That I get a little bit more of who the animal really be with me. They're a little more comfortable because they know, oh, this is what we did before. This is probably what we're going to do this time. Um, And what I cleared out at the first visit was kind of a lot of extra stuff. But now I have a better idea of what is possibly the core issue that is affecting this animal. And then from there, if it's a really chronic condition, like it has been there a long time. This is now a 12-year-old animal that's been limping on and off for years, let's say. 
that animal's coming in again in another 7 to 14 days, and we may do that three to six times and then go monthly to total out a whole year to really affect change in that body. Now, I have a year and a half old puppy that took a digger um, chasing a ball and his neck's a little sore. We probably do that follow-up visit and then they'll just be released to come back if and when there's another issue or, or whatever. So there's no real good answer, right? What if there's never an actual answer? Um, and it's just whatever that body requires. But they do not need um, as, much, as much treatment as people do. Um, like a lot of people, you know, you get in a car wreck, you're in your chiropractor's office three times a week for eight weeks, twice a week for another eight, one time for, you know, this is a long process, right? Animals tend to do a lot better. They don't think about their problems like we do. They do not sit in traffic. They do not have a boss. They're just like, oh, I feel better. Thank you. And continue on. Like they just release it. Um, and we do have cellular memory and muscle memory to kind of, quote unquote, combat but they don't tend to hold on things as much. Now, if the owner does, hmm, that can delay the, the the entire healing process. And I've talked about that on many different shows and levels, and we'll probably touch on it again. But there's no, and one more thing, and then, yeah, we're close to the end here. If I don't see a change in two to three visits, three visits, then we are revisiting if we need to be here or if we need to get information from somewhere else or include another practitioner or whatever. Change. That doesn't always mean the animal has gotten, quote, unquote, better, but we have gotten a change, which we would all like to assume that it would always be better. But sometimes when you're waking up nerves and changing things that have been there a long time, it's not always more comfortable. So keep that in mind when you're working with your body workers, with your animals, with your massage, your acupuncture, your chiropractic. Keep that in mind. Awesome. I guess we got time for one question today. Um, thank you again for listening to Beyond Vaccination here on the Dr. Andy World Radio Show. Until next week. What if your points of view create your animal? Bye-bye for now. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet, and your world? <laughs>